want to conclude this morning, if you would stand for the reading of the word, I want to conclude the sermon started on last Sunday from the third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles, Acts chapter 3 and verses 19 through 26. what we'll read this morning um, well this is the second sermon of the apostle Peter and uh, when you found it say I have it because we come to make his name great in this place in your home on your job in this city want to make his name great and whether we declare it or not it's already great amen. because he's Jesus <laughs> amen you don't have to say nothing matter of fact he got some rocks on reserve <laughs> amen we don't say nothing he got some rocks amen they are ready to cry out for him. Amen. You have it? Uh, I'm reading from the King James Version, the third chapter, the Acts of the Apostles, and verses 19 through 26. All right, let's read out loud. Whatever translation you have, all right? Repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord, and ye shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the time of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto the fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall ye hear in all things whatsoever he say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which shall not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. Ye are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son, Jesus, sent him to bless you and turn away every one of you from his iniquities. Amen. The grass withereth and the flower faded, but the word of our God shall stand forever. Don't get it twisted, part two. Look at your neighbor and say, don't get it twisted. 
part two. Amen. Don't get it twisted. Amen. Don't get it twisted. Don't, don't get it confused. Um, the healing of this lame man by the power of Jesus set the stage for Peter's second sermon. A sermon is a divine communication with persuasion in mind. Say it again about a sermon. A sermon is divine communication with persuasion in mind. Whenever a biblical sermon is preached, there is a twofold purpose for the preaching. First of all, a biblical sermon is to encourage the saints to stay with the Lord. Regardless to what's going on in their lives, Jesus is a miracle worker. So 95% of my preaching is to saints, to encourage the saints to stay with the Lord. You see, this is why the devil don't want us to hear the word of God. Because the devil knows that everything in this Bible is true. <laughs> He's just hoping we don't find out, amen. But, but the devil knows there's a God, amen. Because God created the devil. The devil knows heaven is real. Job chapter 1, when the sons of God appeared in heaven, Satan was there. The devil knows heaven. Everything in this book, the devil knows it's true. So that's why he tried to keep us from hearing the word saints to encourage the people of God. That's how we made it. Amen. Now, you hear me reference this book, but the late Bishop Joseph Johnson, who was a CME bishop from Shreveport, Louisiana, that district wrote a book years ago entitled Proclamation Theology. And Bishop Johnson said the reason why black folks survived slavery Jim Crowism and second-class citizenship, lynchings and all of that was because on Sunday mornings, they put on their Sunday go-to-meeting clothes and went out to the house of God and heard the preaching of the word. And it's hard to believe back then there were no black folk committing suicide amen, because they were hearing the word, amen. It's the word that encourages somebody here this morning going through some trials. We know how to shake it and fake it like it's all right. But some of you had a hard time just getting up. Some of you this time of the year is tough anyway. Some of you been sick, lost a loved one, whatever maybe, lost a job, lost a marriage. But when you hear the word, the word is designed to encourage you to hang on in there. Because the promises of God are true. So that's the first reason for a sermon is to encourage the saints to stay with the Lord. <clears throat> and then the second reason for a sermon is to try to convince sinners to get saved. Jesus said in Mark 8, 36, for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So when we preach, when it comes time for the invitation, we're preaching and praying that sinners will get saved. 
because hell is too long. Hell is too hot, eternity too long to mess around and wake up in hell. So we, we plead with every sinner. We praying for every sinner. We set up a spiritual ambush for every sinner to try to get them here so they can hear the word of God and change their hearts before it's too late. I know some of y'all matriculated higher academia. You no longer believe in a God or heaven or hell, but the Bible declares it's real. And so we are preaching, trying to convince sinners to come on the Lord's side. Amen. You remember when you got saved, you heard a sermon with your old jicky said. That's an East Texas term, old jicky. And you finally put down your bottle. Amen. God saved. It was the preaching of the word. Don't? Amen. That sermon, we, we, we preach. Uh, Charles Finney said he preaches, he read his scripture and head straight to Calvary. Richard Baxter said he preached as a dying man, to dying men and women as if to never preach again. So we preach twofold, trying to encourage saints to hang in there. Some of you saints are saying, man, more than all this good worship. I was just thinking, all the singing from our deacons, our Judah, and this man, and then some saints are so depressed. They just, <laughs> you need to hear this word, amen. And then the third chapter of Acts of the Apostles contained some major teachings of the church. It contained the consistency of believers. When you read Acts chapter 3, verse 1, now Peter and John went up. Consistency. The reason why some saints are not blessed, they are not consistent in their church attendance, in their worship, in their giving. You must be consistent. And then number two, the blind man, or the lame man, he was there. I told a young lady last week, you, you stand at home, she praying, she's single, and she's praying to be married. And I told her, I said, oh, and you praying, and your husband could be at church. Well, you need to have your face in the place. You, you miss a blessing. Don't fool yourself. Don't let these narcissistic, wild-eyed, foolish folk trick you in thinking, it don't mean nothing going to church. Every time you come, it means something. Amen. God is working a miracle right now. Don't fool. Don't you bite off that apple. Don't you drink that sour stuff. Every time we come, there's a miracle. Well, bless this name. That man was there. Amen. Well, bless it. If you got to sleep here, just be here. If you wake up to the benediction, just enough in the benediction to get you. Amen. If you got to limp, if you got to catch Uber, if you got to keep, get here. Because that's a, you think that man, if that man had missed church that Sunday, he would have missed. Well, bless his name, amen. See, some of y'all been drinking this old Kool-Aid. You got some folk running around here saying, I ain't never going to church. You crazy. Amen. Before I got saved, every weekend I was at the club. Nobody ever told me not to go. In time I get saved, some donut head, some snack or two ungodly going to tell me, you ain't got to go. You don't know what I got to do. I got saved that church. Amen. Well, bless his name. That man was there. There's a miracle right now. Somebody really got their miracle this morning. Because just by being here. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Then, and then not only that man had expectations, he expected. When he, when he looked at Peter and John, he expected to get something. Amen. What's wrong with a lot of you? Some of y'all, y'all let people lower your expectations. That's why I don't hang out with these buzzers. I don't hang out with these old negative talking folk. No, no. No, good to see you. Hope you goldfish all right. Bye. 
I'm not, I'm not, if I listen to those negative talking folks, I still be in, in my enterprise, loading hay. Telling me, don't what you, you know, you don't, amen. I don't expect, well, if you don't expect nothing, you ain't gonna get nothing. That's why some folks shout, some doubt. Because some folks just come, they don't expect nothing. It's just another Sunday. I'm just gonna go. Because I don't go, somebody gonna call me. And I don't want nobody calling me. You, you, you don't know me. And then also the power in Jesus' name. Silver and gold have my number. I'm gonna feel like preaching right along there. But such as I have, give my day. I've been preaching in this name now going on 46 years publicly. And there's power in that name. Yes, sir. Amen. Just keep using that name over your situation, over your, over your beam, over your bone pile. Amen. Stop fussing with these folk and just say in the name of Jesus. Speak to the hand. God bless you. Amen. And then spiritual excitement. When this man got healed, he was excited. And that's one thing I see today a lot of Christians. We got more than we ever had. Still like we angry. Who you mad at? I wasn't going to say nothing about it. I can see why some people are angry. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing about it. I wasn't going to mention it. But I, I can see why some people could be a little... All right, amen. But, amen. I, I can see why... <laughs> why some, some people may be mad, but... <laughs> but I'm not gonna mention it. But uh, but but excitement, stay excited. That's why that's why I love so much about sports. What taught me about sports? Whenever the team win, even their fans just jumping up and down. Here we are as believers. We are examples of miracles. Peter, first part of this sermon. Peter, the power of the Holy Ghost, told this audience that they killed Jesus. They had a hard time accepting the miracle of Jesus, but he is a miracle worker. And so, so just two things this morning I want to make. First of all is remember, whenever you are ministering, always remember the audience you are ministering to. Uh, 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 Peter was primarily preaching to Jewish men. Because who had come up to Jerusalem for the feast. Three times a year, Deuteronomy 16, 16 and 17. Every male Jew had to appear in Jerusalem. Had to appear before God. Deuteronomy 16, 16 and 17. And they were not to appear empty handed. God still want every man to be the prophet, the priest, the protector and the provider of his family. Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14, if you told the women, if you want to know something, ask your husband at home. So you women, before you get married, you single women, make sure this man is saved and in the word. Because you are just not looking for somebody to sleep with. You're looking for somebody to speak the word of God into your life. And your husband needs to be the prophet and the priest protector and the provider of his family that's why we have every every quarter every fifth saturday for the fifth sunday we have all male worship if you get the man right mama gonna be right see what's wrong a lot of these women they married to some donut heads that's why they mad 
And I don't blame you if I'm married to some of them. I'd be mad too. Amen. Amen. But you get daddy right. Then mama get right. Then the children get right. See, that's what you're looking for. Paul said, and, and, uh, remember who you, when you minister in this unsaved folk, you don't be talking theology to unsaved folk. Don't run up to unsaved folks, start talking about the 95 theses nailed to the church at Wittenberg, Germany by Martin Luther. What? Run up to unsaved people, start talking about soteriology. You know, the soteriology. Like y'all look at me now, like what in the world he talking about? You got to remember your audience. Peter was preaching to a group of Jewish men who had killed Jesus. And Peter had holy boldness. It took the boldness of the Holy Ghost for him to stand there and, and tell those men who had killed, you are guilty. I told you last Sunday, what's wrong with a whole lot of churches, a lot of preachers just weak and afraid to preach the word. Amen. I didn't come here trying to be popular. That's what I told you. Everywhere I passed, I'm going to preach this book. Whether you come or not, I'm going to preach this book because it's the book. <laughs> and what's wrong with a whole lot? You know it's wrong, but a lot of times folk are afraid to tell their family. But you know what sin is. You know folk doing wrong, and then we'll try to go, well, you know. No, Peter had the Holy Ghost boldness to tell the men who had killed Jesus, you all did it. He turned the temple into a courtroom and laid out an argument of legality showing you all killed the prince of life. Wow, oh, boy, amen. I mean... That's what Peter did, amen. Some of y'all know your family wrong. Y'all go along with, well, you know, I don't want to say nothing. I don't want to make nobody mad. Amen. They smoking dope in your house. And they know you're a Christian. Well, bless his name. Get real quiet right long there, amen. Y'all hanging out with some of your little friends. You don't want to tell them you know what they're doing. Because you don't want to be by yourself. Listen, I'd rather be by myself. Really, technically, if you say you never alone, I'd rather be with Jesus. You keep, Amen, Amen, Amen. And, and so, now, 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 the only point, the second point here is that in verse number nineteen through twenty-six verses, Peter calls for repentance. He set the stage. You're guilty. But one thing about the gospel, the gospel points out our failures. The gospel points out our sins. The gospel would even cut us. But the gospel always give room for healing. That's why verse number 19, look at Peter said, repent. And word repent means the action of repenting becomes sincerely regretful or remorseful about sin. It's becoming Godly sorry for sin. The Greek word for repentance is metanoia. That's about the few Greek words I know. Which means a change of mind, a different direction. When you repent, you're going north on 35, but you whip around and start back coming south. You see, a lot of people have not repented. They are sorry for their sin, but they are not really sorry for their sin. They're sorry they got caught. When I used to drive fast, and the police would stop me, you know, and give me speeding ticket. 
Well, I wasn't sorry I was speeding. I was just sorry I got caught. Because as soon as I got away, <laughs> I put the 12, 13 right back down on that accelerator. Amen. You see, repentance, Dietrich Bonhoeffer calls it the cost of disciples. In his book, Cost of Disciples, he'll call it cheap grace. He said, cheap grace is grace we bestow on ourselves. The preaching of forgiveness without requiring repentance. Baptism without church discipline. Communion without confession. Cheap grace is grace without discipleship. Jesus came, Matthew chapter 4, 17. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And repent means a change of mind to become godly sorry for your sins. A little Sunday school girl said about repentance, she said, repentance to her means to feel sorry enough to quit. And if you're still doing it, you haven't repented. If you're still doing it, You haven't repented. Repentance means I become sorry enough. I have changed my mind about what I've been doing that I'm not going to do it anymore. Come here, David. David, in his great prayer of repentance, Psalms 51, verses 11 and 12, said, Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thine Holy Spirit from me. See, a believer, I can make it without anybody or anything, but I can't make it without the Holy Spirit. And he said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. You repent, you become godly sorry. Lord, I'm sorry. But if you're still doing it every Saturday night, if you're getting weak every weekend at the same wicked place, <laughs> then you haven't repented. Repentance becomes sorry for what you've done. God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. That's repentance. Peter said, you can be saved. You can be delivered. But you have to repent. The world said reform. The world says cut back. The Bible said repent. Stop doing it. If you're still cursing folk out, you haven't repented. If you're still drinking whatever you drink, you haven't repented. You're still smoking whatever you smoke. You haven't repented. Repentance become godly sorry. Change my mind about what I've been doing. I now see it God's way. And that's why a lot of folk don't get saved. They don't want to repent. They want to come to church on Sunday just once a week. That's enough. And just give me a little liver quiver. Oh, uh, oh, mama. Hey. Oh, oh. And that's it. Don't get me. Because soon service over with, I'm going to be scratching and hacking. Amen. I'm going to be texting, doing service, trying to hit on somebody. But you haven't repented. See, when you repent, you stop doing it. That's what Peter said. If you want to get right with God, you have to repent. Even for hating Trump. You got to repent. 
become godly sorry. Well, bless his name. Now, what Peter said, you're going to repent. You, y'all killed him. See, unlike OJ, I was guilty. Amen. And 46 years ago, I had to repent. Second Sunday, August 1972, about 3 o'clock p.m. at the old Parkview Baptist Church on Washington Street. I told my late pastor, Reverend Ray, I want to be saved. I want to repent for my sins. Then when I got home that day from church, I confessed to my wife, I've been saved. And I told her, I'm sorry for the way I've been living. Well, bless his name. I'm crying. And I asked her, will you forgive me, baby? I know I've done you wrong. I ain't been right. Sorry. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That was, that was wrong. A whole lot of saints. People, you'll never be saved. If you think you're right in what you're doing. See, what's wrong with a whole lot of folk? See, a lot of folk think they are right. That's why you won't let it go. Well, you know, God made me like this. Oh, you all stop telling that lie. It's in my family. Oh, that's a lie. You're doing it because you want to do it. And repentance says, God, I've been wrong. You've been right. Wow. That's why. Can you imagine? Y'all see, y'all see what I'm getting this morning, Hako. Can you imagine what Peter, they just killed him. Peter said, you got to repent. Amen. I'm preaching somebody this morning. You can ignore me if you want to, but you can't ignore the Holy Ghost. He'll follow you home. See, a few minutes ago, you won't see me no more next week, but you can't get rid of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost going to follow you home. When you get ready to buy that liquor, the Holy Ghost said, now you know. That's why you be looking over your shoulder. He tell you you're doing wrong because you want to wait till the midnight hour. <laughs> if what you're doing is right, do it in the daylight, see. He said, repent. The old jacked up attitude. Thank God going to bless that mess. No, God ain't going to bless that mess. Because what happened? Two things when you repent. Right here in the text. You read all of it because he didn't. He turns. First of all, he said, if you repent, all of your sins will be blotted out. Why? Hallelujah. Oh, what? When you sin, when you, when you read, when you repent, Psalms 103, 12, as far as the east is from the west, so far hath he removed our transgressions. Now, all you religious folk, you think you all right. You think you didn't sin, see? Because a lot of folk don't think sin, but dancing, drinking, or smoking. But those of us who know what we were doing was sinful, <laughs> Ugly, sinful. To hear that. Say what? Say he'll move. I did it one time for don't have time in the morning. He'll move your iniquities. Wow, let's all do it right quick. Got time in I'm in the spirit. See, he said, I'll move your iniquities as far as the east is. is from the west that's a pretty good deal isn't it 
Well, if you repent, if you repent, boy, that's something to shout about. Because I did do it. Amen. Anybody else here did do it? Amen. I know some of y'all been holy all your lives. Don't make me go read Rome, 1 Corinthians 6, 9. I was guilty. Yes, sir. I ain't going to tell you what I did. Don't tell nobody what you did. Everybody can't handle what you did. Well, amen. Tell me. Everybody can't handle the stuff you did. Don't you tell everybody that you was a home wrecker. <laughs> I was a pole grabber. I had a nickname. Don't you tell everybody that stuff? <laughs> but when you come to Jesus, yeah. see, some of y'all used to be drunk. You'd be stay drunk, what, from Thanksgiving all the way up to New Year's Eve. Then you get drunk again New Year's Day. Amen. But you're sober because you repented and God have blotted out all of my sin. The doctrine of justification, just as though it never happened. Let me make my last point here. Let me make it like this. Think about you in debt. Some black folk are so broke they can't pay attention. Think about all your credit cards are maxed out. You can't park your car in your driveway. <laughs> Because the repossession <laughs> wrecker <laughs> is looking for you. You're behind on your light bill. You're behind on your gas bill. On your cable bill. Your Hulu is behind. <laughs> your sling is overdue. <laughs> you are broke and in debt. House note behind. But doing service, you get a text saying, with your old broke self, <laughs> all of your bills have just been paid. Well, let's look at you right now. Look at y'all. Hallelujah. Somebody, some of y'all start that. Thank you. You mean my visa is paid up? My discovery? Yes, paid off. And when you came to, the first question you want to ask, who did it? That's, right. That's what repentance do. All of my, I don't care what people say about me. You ain't got to like me. I'm forgiven. Amen. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I have a, and when you repent, first of all, all of your sins are blotted out. Amen. <laughs> Boy, that's good. Let me, I get hung up right there, dog. Boy, amen. Whoo, what? So don't let nobody bring up your past. When they do bring it up, I can always tell when I, excuse me for being personal, I can always tell when I go up East Texas close to home because somebody I used to hang out with going to bring up. Billy Wayne, <laughs> you remember? <laughs> well, bless his name. And if I did it, I say, yes, that was then. But this is 
now. When you repent, all of your sins are blotted out. And then Paul, and then Peter said, not only your sin, but then the secondly, uh, 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 he goes eschatologically. He said, not only all your sins are forgiven, but then also the time of refreshing and the time of restitution. He's not talking to Israel. The time of refreshing and the time of restitution is going to come. God going to restore. In, in, in eschatological terms, it's called, uh, there are three days, the day of Christ, the day of the Lord, and the day of God. The day of Christ is the rapture of the church. The day of, of God uh, uh, is the great white throne of judgment. The day of the Lord is the return of Christ. So Jesus is going to return back to earth to establish the thousand-year reign of his kingdom here on earth. And Peter is saying to the nation of Israel, when you guys repent about your attitude about Jesus, then he will come back and establish his kingdom here on earth. This is why we are a kingdom-focused fellowship. It's not about McClendon. It's not about St. James. It's about the kingdom of God. And the only way you can become part of that kingdom is you must be born again. Right here, Peter said, uh, Abrahamic covenant, Peter said, all the seed of the earth shall be blessed because of Abraham's seed. And you know who Abraham's seed is. His name is Jesus. The seed plot of the Bible, Genesis 3.15, John 3.16, the pro-evangelical, the homoousian of Christ. God has blessed the whole world through Jesus. And so now we get ready to celebrate Christmas. We need to tell folks, it's not about a Christmas tree. A tree is involved, but it's not a Christmas tree. It's really about the tree that he died on. And you talking about a good opportunity for evangelism is if you really want a gift that'll keep on giving. If you want a gift that'll keep on giving. If you want a gift that'll keep on giving. If you want a gift that'll keep on giving. Receive the gift of salvation. And Christ will become your sin. Don't get it twisted. It's all about Jesus. Don't get it twisted. It's not about us. It's about Jesus and his kingdom. It's about him. Don't get it twisted. Don't think we're here because we've been so good. We're here because of his grace. I should have been in hell a long time ago, but he looked beyond my faults and gave me grace. And because I know it was him, it makes me grateful. Don't get it twisted. Everything you have, God gave it to you. A whole lot of us have more than we ever, Big Mama said, thunk we ever have. And I'm going to come to his house, don't even say, thank you. Don't get it twisted. The Lord give it, and the Lord can. Take it away. Don't get it twisted. Whatever you have, God gave it to you. He loved you so very much. He never told us to remember his birth. But we live in a capitalistic society. We'll make a dime off anything. That's capitalism. That's why we are no longer enslaved. Slavery because it was no longer economically feasible to keep a bunch of folk in slavery. 
But anything in this country that'll make a dollar, we'll keep around. Everybody know abortion is killing a baby, but that's a $10 billion a year business. And we'll keep it around because it makes money. And Jesus never told us to remember his birth. He told us to remember his death. And you can be part of the kingdom of God that will go on and on forever. God bless you this morning. May God keep you. Amen. Amen.